Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and today is Sunday, April 30th in the year 2023. And I am broadcasting from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is rainy season. Woohoo! The rain started yesterday and it poured yesterday and it poured today. So here we are. It's rolling. It's happening. It The rain is here. And it's interesting. I don't hear the birds as much. I heard them earlier, but <laughs> I guess they're done calling in the rain. And, um, so it was raining. I don't have to water the garden. It's one less chore I have to do. But then there's other things that we need to consider when it's rainy season. And, you know, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful time because the earth smells amazing when after the rain, it's just the damp earth is just, ah, uh, just heavenly and intoxicating. And the land is intoxicating and it's just, just beautiful. So here we are. Tomorrow is the 1st of May. It is a new month, and I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. It is the 1st of May. It's quite um, quite a, a quick year so far. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, this is the fifth month. So it's just, where is the time going? But, okay, so we have lots to talk about, lots to talk about. And let's start with last week. Last week... I talked to you about Mars and Chiron, and I also talked to you about Taurus and the Mercury retrograde that we were already experiencing in Taurus. And remember when I said that, you, you know, we have to all do the work of the Mercury retrograde in Taurus, because when Jupiter goes into Taurus in a few weeks, we don't just sit back and expect the riches to flow to us. We expect that if we've done the work during the Mercury retrograde in Taurus about our finances, about our security, about how we spend money, about how we feel financially and self-esteem-wise, self-worth-wise, all those things, our skills, our abilities, all that stuff that comes with the second house in Taurus, then we can help you know, Jupiter move along and bring us a better experience in Taurus. So on those notes, uh, I want to say that my observations have been very keen in these last days. Um, <laughs> anything that came up this week has everything to do with all that's going on. So the Mars, Mars is a provocative planet and Mars challenged Chiron. And I can safely tell you that if you were alive and breathing, you felt wounds coming up around your finances, your money, your self-worth, your how you feel about money, all of that, because that's what we're dealing with. Remember what I said, Mercury retrograde in Taurus, the sun in Taurus. The eclipses, the second one is Scorpio in Taurus, which is coming this Friday. That's all about money. And even though Mars and Chiron were in different zones that, you know, Mars is in Cancer, which is about security too, and Chiron's in Aries, it all works together. You don't take these aspects alone in a vacuum. All of these things are completely related when we come right down to it. It all boils down to the emotions we're working through during this time. Now, I absolutely, positively had experiences relative to money, and they were all unpredictable, 
in some ways. Well, maybe one of them wasn't so unpredictable, but also really, really not nice. <laughs> I'm going to be clear. I had four experiences since Wednesday that one of them was not directly involving me. It was something I, you know, it had to do with my holographic system. Um, and my colleague and I receiving information from someone. And it had to do with money. <laughs> um, and I just, I cannot tell you how uncomfortable and uh, exhausting and disappointing and uh, angering this week was. Uh, and I'm, I'm being honest. I'm being raw and real. I had it. I'm aware of these aspects. I have these things. I look at them all the time. But I can tell you that this, there was stuff that went on this week that I was like, oh my God, you are kidding me. And it happened over the course of several days. Four different times, like I said. One was yesterday. That was the one I just mentioned with my colleague. One was Wednesday. The one on Wednesday begot something on Thursday, something on Thursday that was unrelated to those things happened that begot something on Friday. And all of them had to do with, ultimately, it didn't look on the surface like money. It looked like inconvenience. It looked like complications. It looked like um, people being difficult and snippy. But what it boiled down to was money. <laughs> it all boiled down to money. The root emotional cause, as I use that phrase in my uh, holographic system, the root emotional cause was money. And people's scarcity issues, people's issues of lack, people's issues of trying to get a buck when they shouldn't have gotten a buck, um, people... Uh, worried about their finances, people not making enough money in their own eyes, whatever it was, people thinking that things are being hidden from them and they're paying for stuff and they're not receiving what they should be receiving. It was, it has been uh, just unbelievable, unbelievable. And so I sit here and tell you this because if you went through something like this, you are right on target. And I was surprised that it just went on for so long. Did I feel wounded? Absolutely. Thank you, Chiron. I felt wounded. People were um, aggressive when they didn't need to be. People were, um, you know, uh, pointing fingers when they didn't need to be. Um, it's just been, uh, it's just I could go on and on and on, but I won't bore you with all the scary details. It was really not nice. And, you know, Mars and Chiron are generally not great together. It can be good. Like when I first started going to homeopathy, you know, a couple of decades ago, it was under a Mars Chiron conjunction. And that was, that was good. I mean, you know, unfolding things for, with homeopathy is always, always an amazing experience. Um, however, however, this was a challenge from Mars to Chiron, and then, it was a square, and then we had all this mess of Mercury retrograde and the mess of the eclipses at the same time. And just all of it was one giant ball of mess. And um, 
it just I, I can't even I can't even begin to describe it. I, I don't want to keep telling the stories, but you know the, I, but I had to as a part of what one of the things that happened was I had to keep telling the story just in order to sort things out with the the branches this this went out to that this whole story went out to. So it was a mess. It was a mess. So that Mars Chiron really triggered things. It triggered and brought up all the unsavory, unconscious experiences that each of us may be having during this time of Mercury retrograde and eclipses. Eclipses bring emotions to the table. Mars Chiron brings wounds to the table. Mercury retrograde brings out the truth. All of this is stuff stewing in our unconscious minds and how complicated and not nice and unattractive and icky things can get when we are doing this. And I work on myself regularly, right? The good news is since I do work on myself regularly, I was able to see it for what it was and not get too embroiled in it. It sounds like I'm embroiled, right? But no, I was, I really actually had a good awareness of what was going on. And then I had a talk with my colleague from yesterday and she and I were talking about certain circumstances and she and I were on the same page of things. So it really, people got triggered this last week and whether you wanted to get triggered or not, you got triggered. So I had people tell me, you know, later in the week, oh, I, I didn't have the mind to respond and I had, you know, all sorts of this going on and that going on. People saying I need to get out of town. You know, it's been it's been something else. It has really been something else. And things got turned upside down and things got topsy-turvy. And I'm just glad now that I was able to get my hands around it and figure out how this got into my energy field. Because these things, if you're like, what the hell was that? How did this come up in my energy field? Well, this has got to do with my own programming, my unconscious programming around lack, scarcity. We all have something, right? We all have something. Even very, very wealthy people have like programs around these things. Um, yes. So it was it was a, a deep dive into those things. And tomorrow Pluto is going retrograde. Tomorrow Pluto is going retrograde at 1.09 p.m. Eastern time, which is 11.09 a.m. my time. And it is going retrograde in Aquarius for the first time since it has entered that sign. And Pluto always when it slows down in either direction, it brings up unconscious stuff. And so we are always left to deal with um, a lot of the unconscious realms and the energies and emotions that surface as a result of this. Chiron and Mars squared on Thursday. My situation started on Wednesday and they were kind of coming up over the hill the week before too. So I should have, I should have really known, but in some of the things I'm very relieved about, um, some of the things I still need to, uh, remember for the future, you know, any case, Pluto is giving a hand. Remember last week I said Pluto was stationing, okay? So when Pluto stations in this last week and probably even the week before, when it stations, it slows down and stops. And that's where it is now. It's stopping and it's going to go retrograde tomorrow morning in my, in my region of the world. And when Pluto stops and does that, we have uh, a lot of the creepy crawlies sometimes surface for, for our 
for our betterment of our human experience. <laughs> for the education of all of us as humans, as emotional beings on this earth. So thank you, Pluto, for bringing all of this to light. Actually, I really think it was Pluto that helped me understand things a whole lot better because I was really perplexed and puzzled even up to yesterday when something surfed that other things surfed the fourth thing surfaced and I just said to myself not not something else not another person with an issue oh my god and I will say this as I have said many times if something comes up in your life and it comes in the form of information from other people and issues that other people have or you have with other people um, after you're finished pointing a finger, because that's what we naturally do immediately, don't point the finger, point the finger back at you. If you're pointing fingers, it has to go back to you. And I did not feel good until I realized what part of me brought this into my life. Okay. And then I felt energy lift. Then I felt myself move forward. Then I acknowledged and took responsibility for my own unconscious things that I felt caused this four-time kerfuffle. <laughs> and it has been a learning lesson of the greatest magnitude. So again, I know what it was in me, but believe me, earlier in this week, I'm like, why the hell is this happening? And why are they doing this? And what makes sense of this? But it's, it's all me. And it's my different things. And they reflected part of me back to me. Okay. So there you go. There you go. This was this was complicated, but I embraced it. And hopefully, hopefully, no more of these events will continue in this following week. Then there is the Sun and Mercury conjunct tomorrow at 7.28 p.m. Eastern Time. And that means that it's at 5.28 p.m. my time. And that this time is the one time, as always, when Mercury is retrograde that it meets with the sun. They conjunct. And Mercury is retrograde, the sun and Mercury conjunct. Um, I believe it's a superior conjunction. And then they move away from each other as Mercury continues to move backwards and the sun continues to move forwards. This is really like the midpoint, um, or maybe a little bit less than the midpoint of the retrograde because the retrograde stops on the 14th and tomorrow's the first so we've only been through a little over a week of the of the retrograde so it's really not quite the midpoint yet that's later this week um and we are living with this mercury retrograde and we have another eclipse on friday and that's really you know this is a pretty big week tomorrow pluto shifts direction and friday we have another eclipse and then venus has all sorts of things going on this week but let's Let's turn our attention to the eclipse. The eclipse is lunar. That means it's a full moon. The full moon means that the sun and the moon are opposite one another. As you know, as I have said many, many, many times on this podcast, the full moon is in Scorpio at 15 degrees, 14 degrees, 58 minutes. And the um, sun, which is the other part of the eclipse, is... Uh, at 14 degrees, 58 minutes of Taurus. Okay, so now we've got Scorpio and we've got Taurus. And if you have anything around that 15 degree mark in those signs or in Aquarius and Leo, because they are also part of the fixed signs group, um, 
this is very important for you. And there are some very powerful things happening. Now, remember, Mercury went retrograde at 15 Taurus. And so the sun is going to be hitting the point where Mercury went retrograde. I expect more things to come forward, perhaps not as, as painfully as they did the other day. But, I, I, you know, my recommendation, and I'm going to heed my own advice, is to keep working through these emotional patterns that have things to do with money and possessions and resources and your your feelings about that, your emotions around that. What triggers lack in you? What triggers, you know, a, a feeling an absence of, of wealth or fluid financially? This is, you know, this is something very, very, very powerful. Eclipses are powerful, okay? Things are different after eclipses than they are before eclipses. I definitely recommend doing your emotional homework and sitting with yourself. Like, I had to sit with myself for hours to figure out how this got into my energy field, okay? So I recommend sitting with yourself for some hours and working through you know, whatever issues there are around those things. Now, eclipses are highly emotional, as I have said many, many times. They are often out of control and people behave in ways that are not typical of them. Why would she behave like that? Why did she lose her shit like that? Because people are emotional and they are overwhelmed oftentimes during these eclipses. And this is no exception. And I expect that people are going to get a little cuckoo with Uranus close to the eclipse. Okay. Now there's a three degree difference between the eclipse and the planet Uranus, which is the planet of chaos, genius, brilliance, breakthroughs. So what are we striving for everybody? We're striving for a breakthrough. As I have said many, many times when we're dealing with Uranus, we would like to strive for a breakthrough. We don't want to continue having emotional upheavals. We want to be conscious, bring things to consciousness and know that we are working through things. And when something comes through and we go, aha, that's what it is. That's when we have our breakthrough. Okay. Now, Uranus is at 18 degrees of Taurus. The moon will be at 15 degrees Scorpio. And then next Friday on the 5th, when we are having this eclipse at, um, 1.34 p.m. Eastern Time. The moon will then at 8.13 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.13 p.m. my time, the moon will oppose Uranus. So the moon the moon and the eclipse is opposing Uranus for sure, but the exactitude of that is happening uh, at 8.13 p.m. Eastern Time. My teacher used to call it the fallacy of the partial aspect, meaning we don't expect things to happen exactly at the moment the aspect is exact. That's a fallacy. It can happen the day before. It can happen the day after. It could happen in the middle of the night. It can happen somewhere around there. It doesn't mean like, oh, yay, ha, 8.13 p.m., we're past Uranus in the eclipse. No, because guess what? When we get into next week, and we'll talk about this more next week on the podcast, is that we got that Sun-Uranus conjunction because the Sun will finally reach the point that Uranus is at on the 9th. So that gives us 
several days windows for things to surface, okay, and things to get worked through. And if you say on the 5th of May, Cinco de Mayo, in Mexico anyway, it's not Cinco de Mayo, but it's not a holiday here. Um, if you think that you are going to have an experience on Friday the 5th, and then it doesn't happen till Tuesday the 9th, yeah, that's the eclipse, folks. <laughs> that's the eclipse. And it's the eclipse with Uranus. So let's try to use our intuition as best as we can, because intuition right now is really, really, really important. You know, I smelled trouble in one of those situations the week before. Okay, I couldn't say that it was going to go the way it did, but I smelled trouble the week before. I had some instincts about it, but that one was not like I didn't smell the other situations, the, the three other ones. No, I didn't expect those. Okay, but you have to you have to snuff out. You got to see what's happening. You got to sense it. You got to smell it. You have to use that intuition, all your senses, to tap into whatever is happening during this eclipse that could potentially rear its head. Hopefully, it's a breakthrough. Hopefully, it's not something that um, is a disruption. It might be an immediate thing. Okay, we got to get rolling now. We have, to, oh, okay, that happened. The baby's coming. <laughs> you know, the baby is coming. And everything can be um, a surprise with Uranus, you know, things like move forward, things, whatever, with Uranus. I recommend one thing it's mercury retrograde watch what you say watch what you say be as honest and as forthright as possible watch what you say and give people you know a, a chance to tell you you know their their story do that and listen to people but also don't be naive i think i was naive in some of the cases that happened over last week um, there were definitely some things that I could have been a little sharper about, and I relaxed into trusting people that I probably should not have trusted, okay? And they were not to say that these things were done with malice aforethought. They were not. They were done as a matter of desperation from people who had experiences and emotions around lack and scarcity. And that's, they reflected back to me my own feelings of those things. And so the experience, people are going to be calling, my friends who listen to this are going to be calling me, what happened? <laughs> and, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to ponder and feel into during these days. And please, please, please remember we're dealing with outer planets when we're dealing with Pluto and Uranus. Tomorrow is Pluto. The end of the week is Uranus. please. Be aware that these things are for deeper reasons in our lives, okay? They're not some random, okay, well, that didn't happen. It's, it's about a deeper perception, a deeper learning, a deeper experience in our lives, okay? So please, please, please be very aware, and I implore you to be aware, use every ounce of your intuition and awareness this week as we move through these outer planet shifts and changes. You may feel very, very different by the time Mercury's finished on the 14th, okay? And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. As long as there's awareness, 
as long as there's um, ownership and responsibility and um, everything that you need to work through, do it now while Mercury's, you know, giving us the opportunity to do that. Um, so then we have, we have Venus and she on Thursday the 4th is going to, she's in Gemini, remember, she's going to square Neptune. That is a challenge at 1.40 p.m. Venus squaring Neptune at the time we are having an eclipse is another <laughs> fine example of a time to be cautious. Venus is money. She's in Gemini, but remember, Mars is in Cancer, and still it brought up all this stuff. Venus and Neptune are not doing a sweet thing to each other. They're squaring each other. And what do we know Neptune is? Neptune's about sensitivity. Neptune is about intuition. But Neptune is also about deception. And if there's any moment when you can be deceived this week, it's this one. Eclipses, deception, this is, this is another thing that could surface and bubble up during this week okay deception in relationships deception with women venus deception with money so please 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 be aware of this now maybe it's a continuing saga from last week i know mine will be but um we just we need to have our antennas up big time the other thing is that venus will be sextiling jupiter but that won't be till about midnight and it's really early in the a.m on friday so for me it's going to be about 10 p.m so that could potentially support and come out okay all right because if venus and neptune are squaring and venus is still speaking sweetly to jupiter perhaps everything is going to get smoothed over and it's going to be okay. We're going to be protected. Jupiter is a source of protection. Yes, it's the planet of abundance. Yes, it's the planet of overindulgence. Yes, it's the planet of expansion, but it's also protection. Jupiter protects the earth in physically, you know, when we have um, comets coming and like asteroids and things, Jupiter is there as a big giant protector so that things don't get into the path of the earth. And so remember that Jupiter can protect you under the times that, Venus may be stressed with Neptune. So there's another outer planet. So there's three outer planets things going on in the next 10 days or so. We want to be keenly aware and, again, use intuition very wisely. Um, then Venus will leave Gemini on Sunday the 7th, the next time we meet, and she will enter the sign of Cancer. So she's leaving Gemini. And remember, Gemini can be of two minds and two faces. So when we're dealing with Venus in Gemini, she can be a little bit deceptive when squaring Neptune. She doesn't she may not think she's being deceptive. It may be an unconscious deception, but to us, to the person receiving it, it can very well be deception. So there's that. And then there's Venus entering Cancer on Sunday. And that is more about Hopefully, after the eclipse, you know, restoring home, hearth, you know, being being with loved ones and family and friends and just sort of taking care of things in a very um, traditional sense and in a loving sense. Venus and Cancer can be very loving, okay? Um, so that's, that's that. 
And that's about it for the week. We will be reconvening on Sunday the 7th after the eclipse. And I can tell you that there's going to be some energy surfacing this week. So if you need me, I am available to you to have a session. You can do an astrology session with me and we can talk through these things. You can do a Reiki session with me and we can smooth over the rough edges of the emotions and clear out all the old stale emotions and things. Um, and everything else that's available to you. My videos are available too. Remember I had a masterclass on Saturn going into Pisces and Pluto going into Aquarius. You might want to watch that Pluto one this week with Pluto turning around, changing direction tomorrow. Those are available as are the sessions. Uh, they are all available on book online at my um, website, thegoldenastrologer.com. There's also my masterclass um, how to be a goddess in a masculine world. If you are interested, that is available to you. And it is um, it is definitely good for looking at the male or the masculine-feminine dynamic and the duality of those and stepping forward and taking action and knowing when to rest and receive. So it's all about that. I offer my new mentoring program. And if you are interested in that, you can write to me, deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com. And if you'd like more information, it's on my website on Astrologer's Thoughts. Uh, it's the last post I made of my blog. And you can also talk to me about it if you'd like to meet up or have a conversation through email or something. So, so yes, those things are all available to you. I wish you a blessed, pleasant, beautiful week. I hope that all things work out for you. I hope that you can surrender your intention to divine intention so that you can allow the universe to speak through you and to have a better experience. Don't resist. That's one thing I had to learn last week is don't resist. Just move with the energy and you know what's happening in your highest. Um, sometimes those lessons are really hard to learn about something happening for our highest, but we've got to, we've got to put our faith in that. Good night, good luck, have a beautiful week, have a beautiful eclipse, and I thank you all, much gratitude to one and all for listening.